My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Elena. And this is the Reclamation Podcast Episode Recap. Today, we are recapping this week's episode with Elena. Elena is a former member of the International Church of Christ, and she is also a listener of the Reclamation Podcast. Let's listen in as Elena shares her thoughts. Welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast episode recap with Elena from 3B. Hello. Hey, Elena. Hey. So we are recapping episode nine. That's right. We're in episode nine, man. Good good for us. <laughs> good for us. Good for us. All right. So this was our second part or second part of the conversation with mm-hmm. Liz Lang. And uh, before we turn on the mics, Elena, you mentioned that there were four things that stood out to you. Yes. Yeah. What were they? There were. There's a talk of sharpness. Yeah. Creepy, du- creepy guys. Oh boy. And dating and uh, hiding in church. Mm-hmm. And nine eleven. So those four things. Yes. Where do you want to start with? Uh, the, we can start from the top. Sharpness. That okay. Was, that was the you know going in the order of of <laughs> the episode. Yeah. Um, this is not the first time we talked about. It. I think Dr. Melton also mentioned. Sh- sharpness she might have people yeah. uh something that the church always wanted or, or or sought after highly sought after were people who were sharp who yeah. appeared sharp who looked sharp uh because and as you said you know they wanted really good sales salesmen sales rep. yeah sales representatives for sure mm-hmm. for sure to kind of to kind of push the brand right 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 and um it's just funny that they when Liz was describing what she thought uh, um, what sharp meant, she mentioned that it, you know it's, it's a part of the way people were dressing, a certain type of dress code, um, how they put themselves together. But she also said that she also said that um, it was also performing a role. Performing a role. So it was interesting she used the word performing because. I feel like there was there was a lot of that, a lot of performance mm. in the church, appearing to be, you know, it's funny, it, it brought up this old song I haven't heard in so long, R.E.M., Shiny Happy People. Oh, look at you. <laughs> okay. That, that, you know, the shiny happy people holding what, hand. What's that song about? It's about just people being happy and like... Just holding hands and laughing and carrying on. If you look at the video, just people just doing a silly dance. And I just feel like there was a lot. They wanted us to. That drew a lot of people in. Look at us, all nations. We're great. We're happy. And it draws people in. But I feel like I don't think they thought past the salesperson. Now that you got the people in, what are you going to do? And maybe they did. Uh, When I say that is I think that if you're running a business, Mm -hmm. Or let's just say you, you you work in a shoe store, right? Okay. You want a good salesperson, right, to sell your top-selling shoes or whatever. But you cannot underestimate there's some people that are just good at the register, just ringing up the orders. There's okay. people who are good at um, stocking, you yeah, know, present, yeah, yeah. making everything present. Different, different strengths, right? Different strengths. I don't think that they celebrated the people who had the I other see. strengths enough. So there were people in our church Correct me. If, correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm understanding is, are you suggesting that there were people in our church who were not necessarily good salespeople, right? Good sales representatives. Right. However, 
they were able to do other things. Right. And, and did it things, well. And those other things were not celebrated. And they were not celebrated. Right. So then the old, those other people felt lost or felt like they were always trying to be this one thing that they really wanted. Yeah. And it's like it, it, the other people were not celebrated. Like, you know, you don't have to be that thing. Some people are that. Yeah. But you are wonderful. You're great at this thing. And, and, and it would have helped a lot of people's, um, I guess, self-esteem. You were saying. Right. So in this theme of performance, Cousin Eddie said that a church is a great place to hide for a lot of religions. Mm, that stood out to you. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And um, it's funny because it's a personal story. Um, it reminded me of my family. Because mm -hmm. as I talked to you uh, before, I had my older sister was the one who became a Christian first uh, into this church, uh, a member of the ICOC. And then a couple of years after that, my middle sister and then myself. And I remember that um, people would always come up to us and be like, oh, my God, three sisters and your sisters. Amen. <laughs> I wish my sister was a sister. You know, like they would say things like that. And I remember looking at them almost with like an SOS in my eyes, like, no, no. An SOS in your and eyes? And I say this because my older sister was a nasty person, like at home. Like she was rude. She was very insulting. She was very uh, um, manipulative and she would love. Everyone else was like the sinner and she had to share scriptures and she was above the law. And this and is nothing at, applied. And this is while she was a member of the church. And this is at home. And this is at home. So that when we were at church and then they just saw us happy and she's quoting, quoting scriptures you know, it was like, I just, when he said that, I was like, oh, yes. I remember feeling like I wanted to tell these people it's a lie. She's lying. Don't believe her. <laughs> Shiny, happy people. Right. You know, <laughs> and, um, but it's not just her, but there's many other people who were hiding behind uh, the scriptures. Are, is, are you speaking from experience or are you just assuming that? I'm assuming, but I know, like, again, talking from my family. Yeah. So true. anyhow. Yeah. So then that kind of leads into... You know, people who were hiding in church, <laughs> Liz had mentioned how there was a lot of creepy, creepy, cre creepy brothers that she had to go on dates with. And um, I definitely, uh, I agree. Um, let's, let's talk about dating. Okay, so. Let's, let's talk all right. about that. Dating was f fun. Yeah. yeah so, it was a lot so, of fun. So for the audience, we didn't really uh, get into dating too much, but. You were not allowed to date someone who was not a member of the church. That's number one, right? Therefore, you can only date people that were in the church. That's it. With that being said, it was the brother's responsibility to ask the sisters out on dates. Mm -hmm. And the sisters, unfortunately for some, they were in a situation. No, unfortunately for all. They were in a situation where they could not say no to right. these dates. So, with that being said. Mm -hmm. Well, first I want to start by saying that <laughs> when I was, you know, like I said, I was a teenager when I started, uh, became a Christian. And the thought of dating was exciting. Oh, look at because... you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> because, listen, the the friends that I had... Not in the church, just in my neighborhood that my father didn't like because they hung out. Maybe they drank or they smoked cigarettes. Oh, these are your non-church friends. The non-church friends. These are the, the people from the world. 
These are the, yes. Oh boy. The worldly friends. Oh so boy. he didn't like them. Yeah. He was like, oh no, do they smoke? I'm like, yeah, they smoke. He's like, do they drink? I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, I don't did, want you. Did like, he call them beatniks? No, but probably like hoods, hood, hoodlums or something like that. Hoods? <laughs> no, what? not hoods. Hoodlums. Oh God, never mind. Continue. Continue. <laughs> anyway. Never heard so, that word in my life, but go ahead. So, you know, those friends are always talking about, oh, you know, messing with this person and he's messing with her and who you messing with. I'm like, I didn't, wasn't messing with anybody. <laughs> and it's like, man, they kept, you know, they kept talking about that. And when I was in school, in high school, you know, I went to the old girls high school. The lunch table was always like, who's dating who, who went to this party? And I had nothing to contribute ever, ever. And they always ask me, I'm like, and then I'm like, well, or they just bypass me. Like, because they know there's nothing happening. So when I was part of the church and I can get to date, I was like, yes, yes. Now you have something Now I have contribute? something to contribute at the lunch room table. <laughs> so I was very excited about uh, that. For the audience, as she's saying this, she was pumping her hands, <laughs> her arms to each syllable, right? At the lunch table. Go ahead. So Go ahead. I was very excited because, you know, then I can... Seemed like a normal teenager. You know, mm. I went on dates and I, and they'll be like, oh my God, so tell me about a date. I'm like, well, you know, it was really nice and we did this and that. They're like, well, so like, is he cute? I'm like, no, you know, yeah, he was kind of, but I don't know, I'll see. Maybe I'll go on another date with him. Like, you know, so I felt like, <laughs> you know, I felt so, oh, I don't know, what's the word, enlightened or just, I felt You felt cool. cool. <laughs> that was yeah. the word, I felt cool. Yeah. So it was very exciting. But then, you know, um, among all of that, you know, the fun stuff, there were some people that, like Liz said, made me feel very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable. Let's talk about that. So there's one particular guy that really, <laughs> he would like to ask I me see, on a date. I see the angst in your face, by yes. the way. So uh, all the excitement went down. So like like you said, you know, the brothers would ask the sisters out mm-hmm. and if we said no, that we were being prideful, we were being selfish, we, mm. we couldn't say no. So literally, you just have to say yes. Whoever asked you, you have to say yes. Yeah. So this one particular brother would like to ask me out a lot. And I felt so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we did go on double dates, you know, or triple dates or something like that. Double dates meaning that, oh, by the way, these dates couple. could never be uh, alone. You mm-hmm. had to be with another couple. Yeah. Right. You you had to be so so that you can supervise each other, so that there so so that no hanky panky is happening. <laughs> and I can't believe I just said hanky panky. <laughs> I've never said hanky panky in my life. So there's a first time for everything, and it felt weird to say hanky panky. <laughs> so so anyway, so somehow when another couple was occupied, he would when he spoke to me. He never looked me in my eyes. He would always look me in my lips all the time. And I know you've seen it. Sometimes you've seen it in videos, like they rub their hands together like this and like lick their lips. Like you know, a fly? Like a fly, right? Like when they rub their hands together, like they're going to get a meal or something. But he would always look at me like this and talk to me like, yeah, lips. like, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm like, no, I don't know what you're saying. And I don't think I want to know what you're saying. He would just always stare at my lips and just rub his hands together and i just would he lick his lips occasionally so he was doing like an ll cool j yes <laughs> but you know it but in a sleazy i just felt uncomfortable hmm. and it was always like when someone stepped away and then when they, the other couples came back then i'm like hey you know normal back to normal like he was just trying to see if he can oh. get some i don't know or, oh, or wow. he, was, know. he was looking for the hanky panky he was looking for the- <laughs> 
was definitely looking for that or soliciting hanky panky. So when he would ask you out, <sighs> it would be that, res- that response that. <sighs> did you ever say no? You couldn't. No. Hmm. What would happen if you were to say no? I would get what we call discipled. If they yeah. found out that I said no. But they, uh, for, I, the, uh, for the people listening, <clears throat> uh, discipled means you get reprimanded, right, by the powers that be. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. So I, I, did, I didn't want to, you know, get discipled. So then I'll say yes, even though I just, God, he would just do it. I feel like on purpose, you know, I'm uncomfortable. But he liked me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like him that way. Yeah. And he wanted to like me in a way that I don't <laughs> think was appropriate, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what I thought about. You know, as as you're saying this, uh, if I can speak to the other side of it, um, I had a really good time uh, dating in the church. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I really thought, like, because I, I knew a lot of people in the church and I made a lot of friends in the church. Mm-hmm. And Saturdays for me were fun, man. I would I would date these different people, just hang out with different people. That's right. the word I'm I'm really I really want to use. But and I thought I thought I had game, man. I thought I was cool. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like you know the sisters would come and talk to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in retrospect, now that I'm looking back on it, some of the sisters were coming to me or flocking to me because they were running away from the creepos (laughs) they were so they were coming up to me in hopes that i would ask them out so that they don't have to go out with creepo Mm -hmm. you understand yes but i didn't know that dynamic (laughs) i'm just thinking i'm you know mac daddy (laughs) thinking i'm the granddaddy i you with this you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah 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 you know what i'm saying listen how about this saturday all right yeah no doubt but that's what i'm thinking that's what I'm thinking, but mm. it what an uncomfortable situation it must have been for the Very. women in this church. Yeah. Yeah. To have to go out on dates with these guys that were that were and were really creepy. Yeah. But I'm sorry. On behalf <laughs> Well, thank you. I accept your apology. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Continue. Yeah. So um so again, what Cousin Eddie was saying, you know, the church is a place for, for some people to hide. Uh there were I, I feel like there were some people who were you know, like you say, what did you say, Mackin? What did you say? You thought that you were man, the man? There were some people in the I thought the I was the man. I didn't say Mackin, but if you <laughs> want to say that, okay. And I don't know what the right term is. But I feel like there were some men who were, you know, on the lookout and, and for, for, for a good Christian sister to, you know, you know <laughs> mess with. The last thing that uh, stuck out to me was the, the 9-11 that Liz was talking about 9-11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She mentioned 9-11. I do remember uh being in the church when 9-11 happened. That yeah. was a um that was that was a that was an interesting week, actually. It was. It was you know, because our surreal. church our church was literally um in Lower Manhattan, right? For those who might not be familiar, um <clears throat> the 9-11 tax when they attacked New York City happened in Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And that's where our church was located. And not just our church, that my school was located there, uh, about five blocks away from uh from the towers. And you were located not in the same area, but you were you were close. Yeah. You were right yeah. there. So continue. Actually both Liz and I were at the same 
the same area, same school. Yeah. We're in the same school. Yeah. So um, it was a devastating time. Yeah. It was a surreal moment in time. Of course. Like time stood still and of everyone's course. trying to process. Of course. So when she said that we went to church, I, I guess, you know, I remember because we were at the vigils together, some of the vigils. Um, we went to the church. You know, let me let me just describe what Lower Manhattan looked like for those who may not know. So it happened on a Tuesday, September 11th, right? Tuesday, 2001. And the following day, Wednesday, was was also a scary day because you just didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. It was a ghost town. It and was it, quiet. Yeah. Nobody and it was, was like, walking about. And it was like, well, what happened? Right. Mm-hmm. And then throughout that week, something happened where... In different subway stations, especially around Lower Manhattan, they started putting up uh, 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 missing person signs. So there were missing person signs all over. Like you'd go, you'd go on the 14th Street train station, and all along that that one corridor that leads from the uh, from the four train to to the exit, you see that corridor of all these missing people. And, and on every 23rd day, the Street, list right grew more and more longer and, the and list, longer. The list grew bigger. And and I remember the armory on 23rd Street, like right outside the armory, there were, they put up the missing posters again, right? Missing, missing, missing. And it was just so many people. And and that kind of just added to this, 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 I don't know, it, it added to the gravity of the moment. It made it more dire. And it was a reminder. It was a constant reminder. And people were very somber, mm-hmm. yeah, and very scared and shocked. And under this mood, so to speak, we returned to church the following Sunday. Right. Right? This is now less than a week. And we're in Baruch College on 23rd Street. Sunday service. First time that we're seeing each other in almost a week because Bible talks were canceled. Uh, Devo was canceled. Midweek service was canceled. So now here we are seeing each other. Sunday service. And people are wondering, okay, what's next, right? How, what's next? And we're looking to for the church. For a direction. We're looking for a direction from them and how yeah. we can regroup and-, and Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You're, you're the leaders now, right? Right. So, all right. So here we go. Yeah. And it's like, they, I think we even sang a song, had a communion message. And I think if you can help me recall- Oh, they, I recall. They-, <laughs> they, they Proceeded to show a a, a video. Can I? Uh, can I? Go ahead. So we get to the auditorium. Again, it's quiet, it's somber, and people are just in a state of shock. And we're looking for the message to kind of inspire people. Right. Or at least address that week, what mm-hmm. happened in that mm-hmm. week. And if I'm not mistaken, that week, our church also had a movie studio. <laughs> they would produce these movies and 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 uh, and songs and artistic pieces under the guise of evangelism, right? Like, hey, look, our church is producing this movie about the cross. We can get the message out and, mm-hmm. and reach more people. Pop, pop, pop. So that week was a film festival in New York City, in which the church was going to premiere this movie about the cross, right? And but nine eleven happened. And so they brought in the, the the guest speaker from Los Angeles 
about the movie. And instead of postponing this possible movie right. premiere, they proceeded. They proceeded to promote it and say, "Hey guys, I know something just happened, but um, we got this movie coming out, and uh, right now people need the cross more than ever. <laughs> so buy your tickets and yes. encourage your friends and he to come did, see he the said movie to buy the tickets." And I just right. remember sitting there. And I put it in the back of my mind, like, what? You couldn't wait? And then I remember the evangelist coming to speak. I will never forget this. This guy got up and he said, hey, listen, I was on whatever street I, when, when, when 9-11, when, when the attacks happened, I didn't know what to do. So I said... I called up the other people from the ministry, the other evangelists, the other whatever, the, the full-time ministry people. And I said, hey, listen, man, let's put on our Hope Worldwide t-shirts and let's just go outside. Go outside to do what? Let's just go outside so that people can say, when I was out there, I saw the Hope Worldwide t-shirts. Man, if you can get the fuck out of here with your goddamn t-shirt <laughs> and sit your ass down. <laughs> I just remember sitting there like, that was the corniest thing I ever heard in my goddamn life. And I've heard a lot of corny shit, but I've digressed. I've digressed. I'm sorry. This is about you. Continue. (laughs) So, yes, I I recall that, you know, sitting like, like you said, you're watching this thing like really. And then at at, at no point did they kind of address. What happened? What happened? And Mm -hmm. I remember there was, it was quiet. Yeah. It was very quiet, quiet, more quiet than usual. And it was like, you just felt empty. You felt empty. And for me, I just took it more as a sign of, all right, I'm going to just do my own thing. Right. So just got up and left. Like people, some people just No, I'm a, No, no, no. Not, not so much I got up and left. It was more like, I, I'm not looking to you for a direction. Anymore. I'm just going to galvanize with my people, my group, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think I said this in the first episode of yeah, the podcast when I told Cousin Eddie that when the people went to church, we all sat in groups in right. different pods. Those are your family groups. So I just gravitated to my group. I'm like, we can't look to this corny ass motherfucker for no direction. Right. Of course, I didn't say corny ass motherfucker <laughs> because somebody would have told on me. But right. that's what I thought, though. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 so that, that that was it. That was it. But but when she said nine eleven, it it immediately took me back there uh, to that place. And I know what she was talking about. Yeah, I know what she was yeah. talking about. Yeah. So Elena, yeah. thank you very much again for the insight, bringing it up. Thank um, you. I hope no creepos <laughs> are visiting you still. No, I hope not. <laughs> you know, because that would be a travesty. Uh, Anyhow, so Elena, next week we're going to be recapping Liz's final uh, segment. Can't uh, wait. Right? So that should be fun. So Elena, we'll see you next time. See you.